Triangle presented by Couch Guy Sports. It's been a little bit. Big Al over there, Jared Scali here. Of course, on Twitter at Into the Triangle Pod, uh, CouchGuysports.com, the network, everything. You know, go follow, subscribe, go subscribe to the Couch Guy YouTube channel. Um, Pre disclaimer: There's a ton of going on at Couch Guy Sports. We added multiple podcasts. Uh, keep an eye on to the YouTube channel. We're, we're adding shows and doing things there. The store is being revamped, so you can rock your favorite Couch Guy merch, tanks, hats, all that stuff this summer. So that's going to be changed over soon and, and relaunched there. Um, new podcast, Al. First of all, how are the hell are you? I'm I'm all right, Jared. You know, it's been a while since we've recorded one of these episodes. It kind of sucks. Decided. Yeah, we literally just found out that our last episode was in November. It sucks that it's all your fault that, you know, yep. we haven't been able to record. Just for a disclaimer for anybody that's listening to this episode and thinking, why haven't they recorded in like eight months? I had texted Jared at least three, four times being like, hey, we should probably get an episode out. And he'd be like, yeah, 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 we'll do it. We'll get it done, blah, blah, blah. And then I just never hear from him again. Yeah, no. So this is your you fault. It goes a lot. I'm having a kid next that's June. Fair. Like ASAP, like any time, any day now. That's not a lie. Like three weeks. <laughs> having a kid soon. I'm now I have no I'm unemployed. I lost my job because of COVID nineteen in March. That's a big thing that's that's in this world. COVID nineteen is a thing. Haven't talked to you guys about that in a while. Um, and yeah, lots going on at the site, right? Like so, out. Like give us some rundown because you're working closely with the podcast outside of the ones we already do. Right. What's new? So we have a lot of new podcasts that are on the network. We have a miscellaneous one featuring four UNH boys. Cam Beal is the host. That is called Take It or Leave It. I believe they come out with episodes pretty much every Tuesday, so be on the lookout for that. We also have a college sports podcast that's out now called Verbally Committed. That is with Rhode Island's own Connor Ryan and Mike Gilligan, who both write for the site and write fantastic blogs for the site. So check out their blogs and everything they have on Twitter at Verbally Committed. Obviously, check out my podcast, Legends Lingo, myself, Powder, Tom Fassett, Couch Guy Sports Podcast, Jared mm. Scally, Nick Qualia. You knew I was going to get you a, a shout-out. Yeah. The show where Nick and I just bitch about everything. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then the other one, the Raptors Podcast, which is our Celtics podcast. I'm trying to yep. – oh, Small State Big Takes, four yep. Rhode Island guys. So that's Mike Gilligan again, and then his three friends, Steve Scott, Josh Martin, Oliver Martell. They're, yep. they're miscellaneous too. Go check out all their stuff. And, yeah, there's a yep. lot going on. A lot going on. We have more coming. So as a network, just subscribe to everything. Stay tuned. This quarantine's gotten a lot done for us. Let's put it that way. We've been stuck at home. We've been doing nothing. The world's freaking out. Uh, Florida sucks. Texas sucks. They can't figure yep. it out. Arizona sucks. Uh, people who thought Massachusetts was slow, you're welcome. They Get on the bandwagon now. Get on the Couch Guy Sports bandwagon now because when we continue to progress and make things coming. bigger, you're, you're going to remember us and you're going to say, wow, these guys the really course, The core is doing well. The site's growing. Site's growing, writers are killing it, so everything's going well for Couch Guy Sports. Um, let's get right into it, because honestly, again, it's been since November, and the world has changed. We're in a pandemic. Uh, a whole Black Lives movement has happened and sparked across the country since we started talking, and um, all shows have hit on it, thing in there. It's been so long, we're not going to recap everything we've not talked about in the last however many months. That's just that's a four-hour show. But there is a <laughs> lot going on, and right now, baseball's in this hub of how to function in a pandemic with everything going on, and can they actually do it? And other, you look at other sports, Al, right? NBA is talking about the bubble in, like, one of the worst states ever in Florida. Uh, the NFL thinks everything's sunshine and rainbows, and they think that they're still going to have a normal season. Training camp's supposed to start next month. That's, That's not probably it. not going to happen. So, and then you look at the NHL. They probably have the best plan, where they're split up into two hub cities, and they're going to try to restart the season and have a playoff. And then there's baseball. 
Major League Baseball, and and now we've talked about this. It's right. It's it's four out of four in the major sports in this country. It's not it's not what it used to be. We all know that. Correct. Um, ownership's mm-hmm. way behind everything. They're all greedy. They only care about themselves. There's a lot you can talk about Major League Baseball. This negotiation has basically just shown the true colors of MLB owners and the league and how they have one of the worst commissioners in sports. Hands down. Rob Manfred has handled it terribly. Yep. Players – now, players – I'll get caveat here. Players have been – you know, tell me when and where. We're ready to play, blah, blah, blah. And then they keep turning down MLB's offers. But at the beginning, MLB wanted to cut their salaries in half, not give them full number for the amount of games they wanted them to play, and wanted to play like no games. The, la- the most recent negotiation, the one that we all thought was going to get passed to kind of work together, players wanted 70 games, full play-rated salary, some safety protocols in place. MLB came back and said, let's do 60 games. Like, really? Childish. Childish. 60 games. Players said no, but pretty much unanimously, it was like 55 to 3 or something like that, whatever the voting was. I think it was uh, 33 to 5. So you look at that, and now the players are like, you know what, screw it, we're not going to rebut, just tell us when to play. And the, and the league has done that. They put a plan in place. Um, players are reporting July 1st to start training camp, they're calling it, not spring training, same thing. Um, Red Sox are doing it at Fenway Park in, in the Boston area. They're not going to send their players back to Florida. There's no need. It's hot up here, and COVID-19 is just in Florida. Like, that's that's where it is right now. So no need to send them down there. They're going to do Fenway Park. They're talking to BC, um, other areas as well, uh, ballparks in the area. Uh Providence, they're going to use Lockleck Park, you know, Providence. Last year, they're in there. Uh, there's no season, which kind of sucks, but they're going to at least use it for spring training. Um, so they have their ways to do it. My big question now, is it going to happen? You look at the other sports. I don't know how these other sports are going to pull it off. NBA, again, bubble season. I don't. Is baseball actually going to get their season started, and is it going to last? Because we know COVID-19 isn't going anywhere. So here's what we talked about on Legends Lingo, and I know you guys talked about it on the Couch Guys Sports podcast too. So go and listen to those two episodes if you haven't yet. I'll believe it when I see it. Yep. It's, a, it's a sense right now, and Jared, I think you can agree with this, that we've heard so many negotiations go on between the MLBPA and the owners that, and like you just touched on beautifully, that a deal couldn't get done. And it's amazing that a deal couldn't get done because – yeah, you can say the owners are being, you know, hard asses and whatever else. But th- the thing is, at one point, do the players say, okay, you know what? It's one year, not even a year. It's two months, two months. Yep. And a guy like, I'm just going to throw an example, David Price. David Price gets $30 million a year. If for one season he has to get $7.5 million, is it really that big of a deal to him considering he has millions that he's already made? So it just gets to a point where it's like, okay, how much of it exactly is on the players at this point? Because the players, I understand they want to get paid and they should get paid. Don't get me wrong. They should be paid for their service time. I understand that. But at the same time, at what cost is it just going to be like, okay, let's just play out this season. There's probably going to be problems in the next couple of years anyway. There might be a strike like similar to like 94 where it's just we'll have no baseball for the whole season. CBA ends after next year. Yeah. 2020. One No, yeah, 2021 is the last yeah, season of this current exactly. yeah. Right. So it's just – at this point, it's like just get on the field. And especially if you're the Red Sox too, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later in the episode, but if you're the Red Sox, you're dying for one game to be played in 2020 because then the luxury tax resets, and you can make mm-hmm. a run at a certain uh, free agent outfielder named Mookie Betts. Yep. But it, it's just, again, to wrap that all up, I'll believe it when I see it with my own two eyes. But I, I do think there's a good possibility at this point. Yeah, and he's actually – 
something I do want to touch on with the Red Sox related stuff in a second. But with Major League Baseball, the sport's already dying, right? We mentioned that. The sport's dying. We we know we've talked about this on the show, other shows too, like the marketability is terrible. They don't market their stars, um, all that kind of stuff. And now you look at this and you look at Major League Baseball. They had the perfect alignment and out popular getting text messages. Sorry about it. You are you had the opportunity to be the first one out of the gate to be back. Right? You could have started this seat. they could have been on the field what? Beginning of June, middle of June? They could have been the only sport playing, and they would have had – and we talked about this. They could have had revenue. They could have had the TV ratings. They could have had every, yeah. everything. And, that, and that's the thing is do. because normally, right, they are the only sport. MLS is there, but that's kind of a niche thing. No one really watches soccer except for those who love it. And so baseball always has its own stage. But what's different this year is, you know, a thing called a pandemic that's happening. You know, April and May, we were all stuck at home not doing anything. If you give us a, the first live sporting events since March and you make it baseball – you're going to get those casual fans. You're going to get those people who, you know, used to watch baseball a lot, think it's kind of boring, but have other things to watch, might go out and do something. Instead, who's, they, can't, they couldn't go out and do anything. Like, we were all right. stuck at home, and all baseball had to do was get on the field. That's and like it. you said, they get ratings, they get viewership, they get everything they usually don't. They're going to get the hardcore people anyway, regardless of when they start. But they're going to get all of that revenue and all that those ratings and just get people back in the face of the sport who might not have watched it because they could go to a brewery or the beach or something like that. All that stuff was closed. You could just go sit on a patio or go sit on the beach. You couldn't do that. You can so, literally sit on your ass and watch baseball and exactly. probably get paid for it if you're on unemployment. Exactly. And then look what ESPN did, right? Like the Michael Jordan documentary to go off of baseball for a second. Look how well that did. I mean, like that was supposed to come out in June. They pushed it back and that thing was just the talk of Twitter and the sports world for weeks. Oh, by the way, all that was on. By the way, side note for a second. Did you see the Maguire Sosa documentary, The 30 for 30? It was me. You didn't like it? Okay. We don't have to get too much into that. I just wanted to see if you saw it. It was me. There wasn't as much juicy detail as I wanted. I liked it, but I didn't like it that much. Put it that this guy's way. played in the steroid era. I wanted more dirt, but hey. Fair. Okay. Whatever. It, it is on. what it is. Don't get me wrong. I watched it. They were my childhood. Like, I watched it. But, um, but yeah. So, look. Baseball, they, they could have had this. And now you look at when baseball's coming back. Have you seen, like, this tweets, there's pictures of, like, we're all looking forward to July because all the sports are coming back at once. MLS is the first one back on the field. MLS figured it out. They're the first teams to get back and start their tournament before the actual season starts. Then you have the WNBA, which no one watches, but that's coming back. And then you have um, the NBA start date. You have the NFL training camps late July. You have baseball start date, which is the 24th, 26th range that weekend. Baseball missed it by a month and a half. And you now are going to go up against NBA playoffs. Yep. You're going to go against NHL playoffs. Mm-hmm. You're going to go up against NFL if they don't, if they decide they want to be stupid and do their thing. And which they probably camps, will. Which they probably will because it's Roger Goodell. So yep. they'll try to do it. Um, and even if they do push it back, you're still a month, which they're talking about. You're still yep. going up against the NFL in like October. And all these – like. If college yeah. football, too. College football, if that happens. Thursday night, you have a playoff basketball game. Celtics keep it local. You have a play, playoff hockey game or one night, and you have a Red Sox game. Who's watching what? Come on. I'm as big of a baseball fan as I am, Jared, and I know you're the same way. I'm watching the playoff Celtics game first. Yeah, oh, 100%. You're watching playoff anything, even a regular season game. And and we've talked about this on the Couch Guy Sports Podcast, and I'm, I know you guys have, too. It's wh- Why doesn't the NBA make this change permanent? 
if the NBA goes, and this is where MLB better get on their hands and knees and pray this doesn't happen. NBA, this all happens. They do the bubble, they finish their season, and then their plan is to start their next season December 1st. That was their goal. If that happens, Al, instead of starting late October, you're starting early December. That's like a month and change, a, a month and change difference. So instead of your NBA finals being in June, the ending NBA, middle of June, middle of NBA, July, you're ending, and you're ending late July. Right. Al, what what normally starts late July that we all crave? Hmm. Late July. Let me think here. Wouldn't that be like the All Star Game, second half of the season, pretty much? Think outside of baseball. What do we crave as sports fans end of July? Oh, God. See, I've been such a mush brain lately that I can't think of the simple things, and it pisses me off. NFL training camp. Oh, I, I have Julian Edelman sweating on the fields of Foxborough. Going. Julian Edelman glistening. Tom Brady afar in Tampa Bay with Gronk. Oh, uh, let's not. Everything. Let's, let's you, not. Have every, you, have, you have Jared Stidham time, right? You have end of July is training camp time, which NFL is now full circle. People are doing fantasy research. NFL is full-fledged. That's what it is, and it takes away from baseball. Right. Now picture the NBA going into middle of July. Now baseball. Baseball is used to playoff hockey, playoff everything until, like, June, right? NBA ends in June. That's the last one, and then baseball has the states from June until, like, preseason football. Now they don't have the states to themselves until middle of July, and then they have a week, and then training camps start. If the NBA makes the switch, which I think they should, it'd be smart on their part, MLB's fucked. Because now they never have the states to themselves. MLS is even worse off, right? They don't have the states to, they don't have the states to themselves. Um, you have the NBA now doesn't have to compete with football because they're going to start basically at the end of the regular season. And then NHL is a niche sport. doesn't matter. Baseball is now never by themselves, which is what they need to do well and kind of flow. And they're not willing to make any changes. They have not adapted with the times. They're not. I think the first glimpse of hope I saw was the TikTok I showed you before the show started that they put out yesterday, this morning, about like upbeat music, like, you know, this time, marketing their stars. You know what? It was good. I, I, got, a, I got a little baseball boner. That, that's, what's you know, but what's funny, too, Jared, is that you mentioned everything with the NFL and the NBA and the NHL, which is all valid. It's 100% valid, yeah. but you're forgetting one thing, too. The younger demographic, the younger generation and stuff, they're going to be going away from baseball as well because they, a lot of them don't have the attention spans to be waiting in the field, waiting for a ball to be hit to them. So they're going to switch to a sport like lacrosse, and that's going to drive away from baseball even more. So and that already was happening, about. too. And that already was happening, and now it makes it worse. Right. So the thing is... You're going from a younger dem- you're going from a young demographic mm-hmm. to want to play baseball because I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, everybody wanted to play baseball. But now it's just getting to a point where baseball is just dying and dying and dying, and it's at all levels: youth sport levels, high school levels, and the pros. Yep, it's it's something that we're seeing we were seeing already, and, and this is that was a topic that always came up during the summer of like. Who, who really cares about the All-Star game and who's watching baseball in July versus going to the beach and having vacations and all that stuff. And that's your, that's your yearly baseball's dying conversation. That happens every year. Yep. Now, it makes it worse because the sports schedule is getting shifted and baseball's not doing anything to make it better for themselves. And so, combination of, you saw the whole conversation between players and ownership and the unions have been out there in the open. We've seen it all. No one's hiding anything. Everyone's reporting on it. 
we already knew what kind of baseball was in the rough shape, but now you look at it as a, oh, they don't like each other. All of Tony Clark's statements, right, as head of the PA, everything. Now you say, okay, well, now they're going to get on the field. They're going to hate each other. They're going to deal with it. And then next year they have to play, and then there's going to be a strike. They're going to lose another season. So, like, baseball needs something quickly. And now you have other things in place, like part of the agreement is universal DH in the NL for this year. It was supposed to be through 21 and 22, but because they couldn't come to an actual agreement and – it's not happening now. Baseball saying, hey, for the time being, we'll do it. But after next year, it's going to go back to pitchers hitting, which I hate. But this year, you're going to see DHs in the NL. And extra innings, they're starting with a player on second base. They've been testing this in the minors. It's worked. Um, so that's going to be a thing this year, too, to help speed up games and keep players from not playing long innings when they have to shorten season. So I get it. That kind of stuff is smart. But you know what? I'm going to watch baseball because I'm a hardcore. We're doing a baseball podcast. But, like, for me, baseball is going in the wrong direction. And it, down the road, you might give me an MLS baseball opposite time, and I might have both on because that, that's the track that we're going. And that's if NBA doesn't change their schedule and give me a regular season basketball game in June. The MLB screwed. Right now, in the situation they're in, they're screwed. Yep. There's no other way to put it. Plain, plain yep. and simple, black and white. Plain and simple. And if they don't play a season, which they claim they are, and we think they are until something happens. The Red Sox are making out from this, right? We and this is where we kind of want to shift now, right? Take it, how does this all affect good old Boston Red Sox, right? We knew they weren't <laughs> going to be a contender this year. They they have no money. They have no bro. Mookie Betts is traded. One bright spot of this, Alex Verdugo is ready to go. Yeah, right? that's he, true. He's healed. He's been home working out. They say all systems go, which is great. So don't have to, no time away with that. But the Red Sox, you, and you mentioned this a little bit earlier, they need baseball to happen this year. Because the way the whole thing is structured, player salaries ha- count regardless of whether you play a game or not, which is all messed up. So, like, Mookie Betts is the example we always like to use this year. If the Red Sox don't play a game, if baseball doesn't play, Mookie Betts' final year still counts, and he doesn't have to play a game in a Dodgers uniform if they don't play, and he becomes a free agent. But if they don't play a game, the Red Sox's salary cap hit doesn't change and they're still in the same situation next year as they were this year where all those luxury taxes are still in place. If they play one game out, one game, everything resets for this year. They go back under those penalties. People are coming off the books, like Pablo Sandoval is finally coming off the books, right? Right. Um, so those things are going to change if the season happens. season needs to happen. It does need to happen. And I actually – I wrote an article on Couch Guy about this today regarding the Red Sox. There's a couple things you got to look out for. First of all, the Red Sox offense on paper, Jared, is pretty damn good. Tell them they win games. They will. Yeah. Their offense will win them games. Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts on the left side, Michael Chavis, and Mitch Moreland. Keep in mind, Mitch Moreland was probably the Red Sox hottest hitter for the first two months of 2019. Guys, a full year of the ice horse. Come on. F- full year of it. you got Christian Vasquez who had – Probably his best offensive season in his career in 2019. figured it out last year. Yep. Yep. You still have a guy named J.D. Martinez in the middle of your lineup. Andrew Benintendi is going to be looking to take a step up in the right direction. Has to. Verdugo, who I completely forgot about. I completely forgot about Alex Verdugo. Not only that, but you take a look at the schedule alignment, Jared. Obviously, the Red Sox are going to be playing against their AL East opponents. So you got the Blue Jays, obviously the Orioles, the Rays, and the Yankees. Yeah. But you also take a look at the 20 games – against teams that are, like, sort of in their region, they get to play the Marlins, the Mets, the Phillies. Yeah, so that's the thing. And and this we, we kind of didn't set the stage for this, right? It's 60 games. That's what they're doing. 
40 yep. of those games are in division. So get used to seeing the birds and the Yanks because that's what you're seeing all year. And, and then the 20 Rays. games, they're, and they're doing 20 games of interleague in the region. So we're never going out west, that kind of stuff. So you're not going to see Mookie Betts. Good. Um, but so you're going to play, like you said, the Mets, the Marlins. So that interleague schedule, you can feast a little bit. Like if you, if you can hit and figure out the pitching. I know obviously Chris Sale's not pitching this year. I can't go past, like, the third starter. It's going to be a shit show. But the offense, at least, is going to be good. And I, I think people are going to realize the schedule, yeah, you're going to play the Yankees and the Rays a lot. But you're also going to play the Blue Jays and the Orioles a lot. Exactly. And so you're going to feast on that a little bit. And, and the NL on this side of the world is not as good in most worlds. I mean, you're going to play what? You'll play the Nationals. Right. The Nationals uh, and, the, uh, and the Braves. But it is what it is. Think about it mathematically for a second for all you math people out there. You're playing 40 games in your own division. So you're playing against four other teams. You're going to be playing 10 games. That means you're going to be playing 20 games against the Jays and the Orioles. You're telling me the Red Sox with their offense can't run into a 13-7, and maybe even 14-6 and record with their offense alone? Oh, I was going to go like 15-5. and Are you kidding me? Their offense could – their pitching – their other teams aren't good either. The pitching of the Jays and the Orioles aren't going to be good. So, like, it's really going to be who can hit the most home runs and – Sorry, well, from let's like 1-7, to seven, I take the Red Sox lineup. Let's even go worst-case scenario. So we'll say 13-7. and seven. We'll just say yeah. they get that. That's a then, if you play, then you play 20 games outside of your division. So you're playing, like we just said, the Braves, the Mets, the Marlins, the Nationals, and then what team am I missing? I'm missing somebody. Braves, Nationals, Mets, Marlins. But whatever. Yeah, we'll yeah. figure it out there. Anyways, you're playing four games each against those teams. You're telling me in a four-game series against the Marlins they can't take at least three out of four, at least, if not a sweep? I agree. So so, if, so you take that. So that's a third of the season right there. You Say you go 17 – we'll say 17 and 7, just with the divisional foes and with just the, the Jays, the Orioles, and the Marlins. That's 24 yep. games. You go 17 and 7. Mm-hmm. And there's 60 games. That's 36 games left. All you got to do is go 500, Jared. You go 500, you're going to finish 35 and 25. And I think that could be good for a playoff spot. Yeah, like I think the Red Sox are, especially with this shortened season and the schedule change, they're bound for a playoff spot, I think. Like I think they're good enough. Um, you're seeing these players coming back healthy. Verdugo playing the whole season is going to help. It's not Mookie Betts, right? We know that. But, guys, people don't really realize on this side of the world, or the country, how good Verdugo actually is. Like, he's not old, he's younger, they're paying him less this year, and then you're going to now have Verdugo and bring in stars next year if they do have a season. Like, I think the Red Sox are going to spend some money next year. They better. Especially now that the ownership just won the stupid Premier League because Liverpool just smoked everybody and won the Premier League yesterday. So, they're celebrating a title. They're bringing in money. John Henry, figure it out and bring their title back here. And look, I'm Bloom. People were giving him a lot of crap for trading Mookie Betts, and you know what? He came into a really shitty situation. It was a no-win situation. No-win situation. He had, he's, whoever they hired was going to be the person who traded Mookie Betts because I think we all saw that coming. They couldn't keep Mookie Betts. Sorry. They might bring him back, but they couldn't keep him this year Correct. Um, and then keep him long-term. Like The only way to bring him back long-term is to let him go for a year. Who cares? If they don't keep him, we'll figure it out. But Heim Bloom is doing okay for what he's been dealt. Give him give him some money next year. He's never had money, guys. You don't understand. He's never actually done the job of money. Even this year, there's no money involved. He's, he's been making with the good Rays. Drafts. 
He was with the Rays that had the lowest payroll in the MLB. Now and look what he did with the spend. And look what he did with the Rays. Look what he did as a part of that organization. And look, look where they're at now. now. The Rays are the second best team in the AL East. And reasonably could compete with the Yankees. Like, they're there. They're, they're a good team. He's planning to do that here, and you give him money, and a city where some players might want to come, then you, you have Devers, Devers long-term, Bogart's long-term, Benintendi, you probably, you're going to probably keep long-term. It's a big year for him now because he now needs to be that other star because Mookie's gone. J.D. Martinez is probably not going to be here long-term, so like, you have to figure that out. But Devers is going to be in the middle of your lineup. That's where Verdugo comes in. Like, I'm not worried about the offense. They have it in the system. They're good there. It's the pitching that we need to worry about. He's bringing in prospects. Like, that's, that's where the money needs to be spent when they can spend money. But for this year, I think the Red Sox need the ability to play a game. Who is that your phone? Oh. It's my mom's. Mama Duke. Mama, Mama Duke. Duke. You're good. I don't care. We're, we're authentic no. here. Whatever. Um, the, the Red Sox need a game to, play, need a game to happen. That, that's just the way it is. And if they don't, they're screwed. So I'm rooting for baseball to play. I'm rooting for at least a game we played. Start the season. If it gets canceled later, fine. Whatever. Play a game. Figure it out. And and that's where I think the only you want you want a season to play because then you want you, that's the way you get Mookie Betts back, Alex Cora back maybe next year. Like you need the Red Sox to have a season for them to work out some of these kinks and, and the money issues before next year happens. Can we just name the Red Sox pitching staff for a second? Because I'm kind of curious as to who the Red Sox really have besides Ivaldi, Rodriguez, and Weber right now. That's it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know who. He, Maybe like Colin McHugh, and he's not, and I don't think he's still healthy. So like you have you have, you have that to worry about. Yeah, and there's some veterans they brought in too, right? Like um, Kevin Pillar on this team. Yeah, you, guys, you have Kevin Pillar as a Red Sox. That's awesome. I love that signing. Um, and then who's the catcher they brought in? Plowicki. Um, Kevin Pulecki, Jonathan Lucroy. Lucroy is the one I'm thinking of, right? Lucroy is a good add to um, to get someone behind to fight for behind baskets. So there's some veterans here, right? And I think they want a combination of both because I think they still believe this team can be somewhat competitive, but they have to be very offense heavy. And that's hard to rely on when we all know pitching wins World Series titles. So this Red Sox rotation, he rides your ace. And he has to win you probably 10 games. To give he, has you to win, he has to win 10 games. Evaldi has to be back to what he was and not go under the knife this year. Like, they, there's a lot going on, and those two guys are it. Chris Dale's not here this year. Um, supposedly will be here next year. I don't know. You lost David Price, right? So, like, this Red Sox rotation is trash, and the bullpen's not that much better. No, it's not. So... <laughs> we, got a, uh, we got a commenter. What, is she, what happened? <laughs> Mama Dukes goes, Red Sox suck. Yeah, the Red Sox do suck. Mama Dukes, yes. Yes, the Red Sox do suck. Red Sox are going to be terrible this year. That's a lie. They're gonna, they'll are gonna they be in the playoffs. They'll be okay. But they'll be okay. There's not going to be a World Series title. You know, the Yankees are going to play in the World Series against the Dodgers. I'm whole, I, at that point, I root for Mookie Betts to win a World Series title. Like, I'm all in on Mookie. I'll root for Mookie. I don't care. But, like, it's like Tom Brady. I'll root for Tom Brady this year. Don't care. But. True. But the Red Sox, just, Red Sox fans. You're going to have a lot of other stuff to watch anyway, so you might not have to be forced to watch this season because you're going to have playoff hockey and playoff basketball at the same time and, and football, hopefully, if any of these things happen. It's going to be a weird season. Baseball, There's no fans, obviously. Um, I know Sam Kennedy did say that there's a chance that they could have fans in the stands at some point this year, but that's only if this thing doesn't spike again, which it's supposed to. So um, 
just the rest of this count. 2020 is going to be the year of shit. Like, I'll believe that when I see that. I'll believe I'll believe the full baseball season when I see it. I'll believe all these sports coming back when I see it because all these teams are starting to get back together. The Phillies had cases, confirmed cases of COVID. Other sports are getting back together for practices, and they're all getting confirmed cases. So it's a crapshoot. Red Sox need at least one game to be played. Rotation blows, and uh, baseball's got to figure their shit out, man, or they're going to lose their sport very quickly. And what a what a way to come back! What a way to come back to the podcast scene, huh? Guys, guys we jumped from Alex Cora cheating scandals, Astros hating the world, everyone looking forward to Mookie in a Dodgers uniform, to baseball's dying, global pandemic, and the Red Sox are still going to suck. It's fine. In the Triangle Podcast, we'll end it there for the week. Big Al, Jared Scal again. Network CouchGuysSports.com. All good writers, new podcasts. Uh, don't forget to follow and rate. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you can find podcasts, we are there. Uh, we're going to start putting video on the YouTube channel. This one will not be up, um, so just be stuck with our audio, wonderful voices. But we're going to start doing the show on video. Keep an eye on the YouTube channel. Big things are coming. Everything. Just, just do it all. Just Coach Guy. Just remember the name. We, just we, just we check out a big. Yeah, check out everything on Couch Guy. We, I we, mean, obviously, we, Into the Triangle is great. And we yep. love oh, we're awesome. doing it. And we got bird, like, we're not, we're not going to die with baseball. We're not going to die with baseball. It's fine. No. Um, we're like the second or third uh, best, you know? The company's had a big quarantine. Just put it yeah. that way. We're working behind the scenes. Nick and I are doing things. Al's a big help with the content and keeping the writers in check and doing their stuff. And, and find, again, writers, core of the site. It's why we exist. The content's been great. Big shout out for that. Keeping them in line. Writers have been doing an awesome job. Big things coming. I have actually a scheduled meeting for Monday night with some people. Including exciting new, including Al, with an exciting new venture as well. For a lot of stuff's happening. We're moving parts virtually, of course. I haven't seen people in like months because my wife's pregnant, so like I can't do anything. Um, we'll leave it there. Talk to you, you next week. You, you want to say the name of your kid right now so that way everybody can have it? Nope. You'll find out when she's born. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a girl. For those of you again, since we've done this podcast, having a girl. But you'll find out the name when she's born in probably like three weeks. Bye, Al. <laughs> Bye, Jared. <laughs> See you guys next week.